takes the snap, looking, flips the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it! Razzle-dazzle! Touchdown, Houston! And the Texans go in front! There is no off-season for your Houston Texans. Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. out. The Texans say they have it, and they do! Now, it's Texans All Access. Well, wherever you are, John Harris here and... Hopefully on the other end, it is the voice of the Texans. Mark Vandermeer. Mark, good afternoon. You know How are you? You know it. Ah, I'm here. Yes. I'm ready to roll, baby. Let's go. Ooh, that's always kind of nerve-wracking, even because Bridget's <laughs> kind of the intermediary. Yeah. But we can't talk to each other like we obviously normally do before a show, any you know normal shows. Mm-hmm. And so I just hope when I say, Mark Vandermeer, are you there? And, and you're there. And I'm sure you probably have that thought on the other end, too. But uh, it, is, it is good to hear you, my man. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great, Johnny. I mean, this is, uh, you know, for me, for us, I think for a lot of us, I mean, besides being at home and dealing with homeschool or whatever home issues you have, uh, you know, my, my heart just goes out to everybody who's uh, much more affected by this yeah. than I am right now. And look, you know, everybody's time could be coming. But, uh, you know, oil prices and everything, we're here to provide yeah. the diversion. And I know it's been a rough day for a lot of people in that industry and, and by that, I mean everybody in Houston because it affects us all and, like I said, will eventually. So let's just pray for the very best here that things can uh, get better very quickly because we need them to. I think we all yeah. agree on that. Yeah, you're exactly right. And obviously, the, the like you said, the oil price is hitting very, very close to home right here in, in Texas. And hopefully things can improve. And you're seeing in some places um, but the uh, city of Atlanta – State of Georgia making some changes as far as reopening certain aspects that people can go to gyms, they can eventually go to theaters in about a week, and I'm like, I, I mean, that's a little bit more bold than, than I will be at this point, but it does maybe hopefully start to show some signs of, of uh, reopening and getting back to some kind of, of normalcy as opposed to the Groundhog Day that we're sort of living in, but uh, we've got a... Uh, an unbelievable week because it's draft week. Mark, I don't know if it hit you. It hit me when I, for some reason, right when I got out of bed this morning, I was like, it's draft week. It's draft week. And I had equal parts like excitement and then this fear. And then it was <laughs> anxiety. like, yeah, then anxiety of it's all mobile. Oh my God. What? Uh, oh, oh, and then all of these emotions kind of hitting me all at once. And then I kind of came around to, you know what? We're going to be talking about the draft come Thursday night, and that's going to be a cool thing. These players are going to have an opportunity to figure out where they're going to spend the next how many ever years of their life, and we can start to think about what this roster will look like for good in 2020 and hopefully beyond with a good draft on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Well, look, this is going to be monumental. It's never happened like this before, as we said. And, you know, I wrote an article about this last week, how, you know, I was at the Astrodome for the very first Texans draft party when we drafted <laughs> David Carr. And, yeah. you know, now here you are and everybody's at home. And it's just going to be odd. And no first-round pick for the second time in the last three years. And all for good reasons. You know, Watson, one reason. Laramie Tunsil, another. So those are good reasons not to have first-round yeah. picks. Uh, you get some good players. In fact, Drew did a story today on all the Texans' picks that they have. They have seven picks in all. 
three of them in the seventh round. But I think you can get some good players with what they've got, Johnny, with the 40th overall. Then you go to the third and fourth and fifth round. No sixth rounder. You get those seven rounders. I just think that um, those three in the seventh, we talked about that last week, how that could really help you. If, you know, mm-hmm. UDFAs, instead of getting into a bidding, it's never a war for these guys, but a bidding battle, right. a bidding skirmish, you just go ahead and take them. I, I think it's going to be a really interesting draft, and it, it always is interesting. It's always interesting to see how these guys could possibly fit, and to also see what the other teams in the division do to try to ruin your day, and we always have fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we 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 do. You know, the the undrafted free agent process to me is so so interesting. And mm-hmm. over the the years, I've talked to pretty much everybody involved in that process, from the players to the agents to our scouts uh, to other scouts. You know how they go about that particular process. When does that recruitment basically? Because that's what it turns into. Once you know the the draft is over. Well, first of all, you can't wait until the draft is over. Your your goose is cooked if you're waiting until no, no, no. We've got to wait until the draft is over to make these calls. Man, you better be well, well ahead of the game. And it's a really intriguing process that I wish I wish we could spend more time that we could spend more time on. That more people knew what that process was really about because it's very mysterious and it's a really kind of interesting process from a player's perspective because you're sitting there. You know, maybe maybe fielding a phone call from a team, thinking, "Hey, look, um, we're on it. It's a late sixth round. We're we're not even to the seventh round yet, but hey, man, uh, you know, there are forty picks here in this seventh round, but we'd really like for you to consider us uh, when this thing is over." And then you call them back, and you're like, "Hey, man, you, you're still thinking about us? Or are, are we a spot where where you might want to end up?" And then you hang up the phone, and then, oh, boom, they're drafted. Like, oh, man. You know, so mm-hmm. the process of the undrafted free agents. And then here's the thing. Over the last how many ever years? Now, I think last year was the first time that I can remember in a while that an undrafted free agent did not make the 53-man roster. Now, am I wrong about that? As I think back, did, a, did an undrafted free agent make the roster last year? If that's I don't, the case, I remember us I talking so. about this how difficult it was going to be. And the better your roster is, the harder that's going to be. But, Johnny, did you hear uh, Sean on the promo right before we came on? Now, look, I don't want to get too um, tied up in something that Sean said and and, and take it out of context, but he said something. He made a comment about that 40th pick is the last chance you have to impact the roster for 2020 or something like that. Now, I don't want to misquote and I don't want to misunderstand based on that limited little cut there. But I disagree with that entirely. I mean, when, when you look at this team historically, I mean, even look at the last mm-hmm. few years, look at Jordan Thomas with four touchdown catches in 2018 yep. when he was drafted in the sixth round. Look at Justin Reed in the third round. I mean, look at all these guys. And then look at Dylan Cole when he got picked in 2017. He didn't get picked. He was an undrafted right, free agent in 2017 yep. at that pick six against Tennessee in a blowout. Look, I know that, uh, that you know, you're, you're – higher rounds tend to yield the higher impact players but you get impact all over the place if you select well now that's a big if sometimes but you got to pick well you pick guys who can help your team and it's not all about i'm going to have you know x number of stats per game every game it's about making those pivotal plays justin reed a third rounder think of his rookie year think of the pick six at washington and how huge that play was at the time Uh Uh, and numerous other plays that he made and other guys as well yeah, exactly. So, I, I mean, I, I kind, I get sort of what Sean is saying in that. Okay, at number forty, 
that's you know there's sort of this cutoff line of where you feel like you should you should get this impact player right away. But to your point, the Texans have had impact players that have come from the draft in later rounds. I mean, Max Sharping um, was a second rounder last year. He ends up starting week three. Hasn't come out of the lineup since. So you, you've seen all the way throughout. Now, I think for most teams, that's probably a bit of an anomaly. For, for a lot of teams, a lot of teams, if they get 16 starts out of their draft class, uh, they're, they've got to feel pretty good. Well, Titus would have finished, would have started all 16. Max started 14. Lonnie, I think, started five or six. Um, uh, Charles who will start this year. I don't know if he, he counted for any starts, but he obviously had some big-time plays. But that's the, that is, to me, how I look at it. How many starts do you get out of your rookie class? There are some that just got nothing, absolutely zilch, out of their, their particular rookie class last year. After having an unbelievable year in 2018, I don't know how much the Colts got out of their rookie class last year. I mean, Paris Campbell didn't give him anything. Ben Banigou was a, a was a role player at that. He wasn't really having a significant role in that. Um, and those were two of their their higher picks. Rocky Seen was was uh, he started some, but he was not uh, a positive player for them. So, you know, some teams didn't have great draft. Now, twenty eighteen, the Colts have a tremendous draft, but that's a that's a different story. Altogether. That was a now, ridiculously great draft. And the Texans was, have had yeah. some as well, like 2006. Yeah. You know, you get Owen Daniels mm-hmm. in the fourth round. You get Eric Winston in the third round. You got Charles Spencer, who, had he not gotten hurt, might have been an excellent left tackle. 2009, you know, you get Cushing and Barwin in the first two rounds. You get Glover Quinn in the fourth. You get James Casey in the fifth. I mean, they've had some, Bryce McCain, who played a long time in this yeah. league, in the sixth round. You can do it sometimes. Even in 11, when you got Derek Newton, he turned into a really good yep. starter for you. He, he went into some injury issues later on, of course. But uh, it's all possible there in any draft to get good players. But, you know, you got to make those right picks. Yeah, there's no question. And, of course, in 2006, you just glossed over the seventh round of David Anderson, who's taken just... one – Pick ahead of Marcus Colson, um, but I, I won't. I won't put him. I won't put him on like blast. Godly <laughs> amount of catches his rookie year. Even I know uh, it was great with the Saints and Drew Brees uh, with uh, Drew Brees first year in New Orleans. All right, Mark, it's time for a little bit of gut reaction. Okay. Um, as, well, I didn't even promo what's on the show. We just got to talking. Later in the show, we'll have the president of the Texas, Jamie Roots, who joined Mark earlier today. So we'll have Jamie on to talk about this virtual draft and everything that's going to go with that. Next segment, we will talk about our respect. You've got a Vandermock done, correct? It is up right now on HoustonTexans.com. Vandermock 2.0. It's twice as good as the first one. And since the first one wasn't very good, I don't know what that means. No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be good. Okay. Well, I have not looked at it. This is what Mm -hmm. I do. This is what we do for Vandermock. When Vandermock comes out, I I do not look at it. I wait for the radio segment, and then I let you unearth it to me, and then I give you my visceral reaction at that particular moment. So we will do that in our next segment. But, Mark, I love gut reaction, so here we go. Number one, right off the top, I I have to say I chuckled a bit when I saw Twitter today and the name Yannick Ngakwe was trending. I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? Why is it trending? Oh, and Tony Khan's name is trending, the son of the owner, Shot Khan. Why are they both tra- – oh, and then I saw what happened. These two dueling it out on Twitter, your gut reaction to seeing 
the former or soon-to-be former Jaguar star dueling with the son of the owner and Tony Khan, a huge influence in the Jaguars front office. What was your gut reaction to seeing that? Well, Khan, by making any comment, is taking down the value of Ngakwe, right? Am I right here? I mean, by making these comments, you know, thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the contributions you have made. Tweeting insults at me won't get you traded any faster. Only good trade compensation will do that. Please redirect your efforts into a more productive outlet. Listen, the fact that I'm reading this right now means that Ngakwe can be had for less than whatever it was this morning. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that's just too bad for all the parties involved. And, look, you know how I feel about the Jaguars, Johnny. They're a divisional opponent, so I hate them. But I do like a lot of the people, our friends who work there. I'm going to be on the air Mm -hmm. down there this week, as a matter of fact. And uh, it's just too bad for them that they they continue to be like this. But this is the reality. Uh, This is – it's pretty sad. I mean, the guy's Twitter handle is Young gets sacks. That's all he wants to do. He just wants to go and and rush the court. That's all he wants to do. He don't want to play the run if he doesn't have to. So, Which, by the uh, way, just, to, good just to back up your point here, that is not good if a guy, you know, yeah, sacks are good, but if that's yeah. all he wants to do, that doesn't help the team as much because of assignment, discipline, and things mm-hmm. like that. And I made the point with Nick Martin. I did a, a call with him for, mm-hmm. uh, for Lux members and, uh, yeah. and partners on Friday. And, and I, I made the point again that and as an old lineman, you'd have a, a perfect game, like 98% perfect, but 2%. You gave up a sack, you're going to look mm-hmm. like a bum. Whereas if you're a sacker, okay, and you have a horrible game, but you get two sacks, you're a stud and on a yep. track to get to the Hall of Fame. And, you yep. know, not exactly, but you get my drift. Yeah. Well, we're going to stay with the AFC South, and we're going to stay okay. in Jacksonville for this one. All right. The Jacksonville Jaguars will release – receiver Marquise Lee. Just your gut reaction to that. Let's check him out. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't he really fast and potentially good, but I guess he's been a disappointment for them. uh, Yeah, he's just been hurt. He's been been hurt. I don't know. Okay, so that's your gut reaction. Let's go to this one because I heard Ron and Clint talking about this one. Okay. San Francisco 49ers have, a, have said, apparently, or have made it known that two players can be had. Linebacker Quan Alexander, who was hurt for most of last year. In fact, he had a uh, – what was the injury uh, J.J. had? Um, uh, uh, torn pec. Quan Alexander had the same thing, made it back for the Super Bowl. By that point, their rookie, um, Dre Greenlaw from Arkansas had taken over by that point. So Quan Alexander, high price free agent. Mm-hmm. He can be had also outside linebacker D Ford can be had. And I'm going to take Ron to task just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I will put Jacob Martin's speed off the edge up against anyone, anyone. And I've seen them all in this league. First of all, no one's quicker off the edge than Von Miller is even now. Uh, but Jacob Martin, you could put him off the edge in a three point stance and he's getting back there as fast as anybody. However, your gut reaction, D. Ford, would you? You know, speaking of the Vandermock, I once took D. Ford in a Vandermock. Once upon mm-hmm. a time, I did that. Yeah. So uh, I, I think D. Ford is definitely worth a look. You know, I mean, whenever a team's getting rid of somebody, salary implications or not, you always have to, uh, you know, look at the big picture here. Right. So – I mean, six and a half sacks last year. Uh, you know, not what eleven games he played. I'm looking it up yeah, right banged now. Banged up, 
banged up, and then you know Bosa, you know Bosa sort of took over. Yeah. Um, as the guy, and you know, Bosa was better than probably advertised. And so then- I think after this draft, they're not going to—I hate to say—not going to need to do this, but uh, you know, but he's a pro; he can come in and play right away. And you know, yeah. rookies, as we all know, that might not work out. Might, but it might not work out. And do you want to have to count on that, especially with no off season? So. Uh, again, kick the tires on everybody. That's that's my gut reaction yeah. to all these names you know being available. Mm-hmm. Tire kicking for sure, and then take it from there. All right, speaking of tire kicking, let's go back to AFC South for this one. Mm-hmm. Titans GM John Robinson was at or in his pre-draft um, presser about Jadeveon Clowney, and he said, yeah, we we might do something depending on what happens in the draft? What's your gut reaction to hearing John Robinson say it that way? Well, maybe we'll see what happens in the draft. Yeah, I can't believe he's even public about that kind of thing. You know, even saying that is kind of saying a lot, even though it's not saying anything. You know what I'm saying? You right, know what I'm right. saying? It just I sounds like saying. a lot for a GM to say. But I'll say this Clowney is now in that group with Jameis Winston and Cam Newton and players like that who are let's see what happens after the draft kind of free agents, right? Yeah. Where teams yeah. are going to pick what they pick, they're going to look at what they've got, and then they're going to say, can this guy help us or not? And it might go all the way to camp, you know, where, like, let's bring in this guy. Now, I hate to say right. that about J.D. You know, he's a hell of a player, but for what he's asking for, and I don't know the exact right. number, but, you know, you get a feeling that it has triple digits and a big word behind it, uh, at least, you know, close to that. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And, you know, you're going to get to a point here where cap-wise, it's going to be undoable for just about anybody. So I'm really eager to see how this thing plays out. He could still end up there for sure. You know this. Uh, And I I believe Robinson. I believe it's a let's see what happens after the draft kind of thing. So when I did my mock draft, I made sure to give them an edge rusher so that J.D. didn't end up there. (laughs) You have control over this. Yes, I do. Um Boy, last year I knocked out of the park with the Titans. Every pick that I loved ended up in Tennessee. Hopefully it's not that way this year. Last night, first two hours of the Last Dance Mm -hmm. documentary, your gut reaction. Uh, I really love watching this. I did too. I, I felt it. like I, I mean it's a great trip, but I love all this stuff, Johnny. You know, I, I yeah. would love I would watch a Magic Larry documentary again. I'd watch all this stuff. Look, I'm not taking anything away from it. I think it's great. I think it's a little overhyped because you know you <laughs> and I lived through this, and we know. I mean, I've seen. Mo- I mean, I guess the camera crew followed them around for the Last Dance season, and that was pretty yeah. cool to get that exclusive footage. And, and seeing Jordan interview now, cool. There's a lot of cool stuff about this, but a lot of it is you know I know the story. Okay, we've seen Jerry Krause. We know this stuff yeah. so um and, and I'm, I'm not taking anything away i really enjoy it i'm watching the heck out of it but it's not to me it's not a revelation yet and i'm i was never a huge bulls fan you know i totally respected jordan i think he's you know one of the top two uh maybe the best i mean we can debate that all day long it's fun though i gotta i gotta say and i love showing it to my kid because i'm like you know he's a lebron guy and great i mean i'm a, I'm a yeah. lebron guy too I'm, I'm all the greatest players but um but this is special. It is special to see. Did you have to point out what a mid-range jumper was? See, <laughs> Luke, how this is a mid-range jumper. And he scored 63 doing it. I know. I know. 63. I, I saw that. With game. mid-range jumpers. That w- that game was the changing of the guard game, you know. It was, it was an early mid- indicator. 
earlier, yeah. like, ooh, the oh, stock yeah. is going to be a good one. Kind of <laughs> yeah, that's, that's when you knew. All right, speaking of stock, whose stock is up in Vandermock 2.0? I'll also answer with my mock draft for the Texans. We'll see how close uh, we got to one another. We'll do that next right here on Texans All Access. For the most in-depth coverage of your favorite team and players, check out HoustonTexans.com. Whether you're scoring touchdowns or touching your toes, you depend on your body just like the pros do. At Houston Methodist, we treat you with the same expert care the Houston Texans have relied on from day one. From the starting lineup to starting a new exercise, your body is made to move, and we have the expertise to keep it that way. Houston Methodist is the official health care provider for the Houston Texans. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. March's Star of Courage winner presented by Apache is K-9 Officer for SciFair ISD, Glenn Mayo. Mayo has served with the Houston Police Department for 27 years and during his time has won numerous life-saving awards. During Hurricane Harvey, he spent weeks rescuing people with the HPD dive team without taking a second to think about himself. He has truly dedicated his life to serving Houston and ensuring everyone's safety. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate him for being our March Star of Courage winner. The pitter-patter, splitter-splatter of Sunday mornings. Wait, no, that's bacon, and it's spitting all over your PJs. Stains can ruin any moment. Get them out with Tide, America's number one detergent. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update. Rooting for the family team has become quite the tradition at Amogee Bank. It's something we grew up doing, and it's something that defines who we are. We're also big fans of rooting for family businesses, because in all of our years of banking, we found that when we treat every business like family, they tend to prosper. So if you're a family business and you need a bank, come see us today. Amogee Bank. Here you grow. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation and a member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. Right now, many of us are unsure about what may come next. At Reliant, we want to help you light the way. With 24-7 customer care and online support, we're here for you today, and we'll be here long after we power through this. Just visit Reliant.com slash light the way or call 1-866-RELIANT. Because even though we're a bit farther apart these days, we're all in this together. Reliant. That's power. Your way. PUCT number 10007. Will the LSU Tigers be just as dominant in 2020? Can they replace key players lost to the NFL draft and field another undefeated national championship caliber squad? Only one way to find out. 
Witness the 2020 LSU Tigers right here in Houston as they head to NRG Stadium Saturday, September 19th to take on the hometown Rice Owls. Head to RiceLSU2020.com to join the wait list and be notified as soon as tickets go on sale or to get info on how you can experience Rice vs. LSU from a luxury suite this fall. Red Diamond knows perfect, not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. For a winning feeling, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse in the Galleria. Indulge in prime steak and seafood, world-class wines, and exceptional hospitality. Looking for the ultimate game day experience? Host clients, alumni, and friends in Del Frisco's private Texans room. Watch your favorite team on a 60-inch television while surrounded by Texans memorabilia and seating for up to 14 guests. From extra fine touches to big screen touchdowns, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse. Located at 5061 Westheimer in the Galleria. Back to more Texans Talk on Texans All Access. Welcome back. It's Monday night, which means I am driving the ship. My name is John Harris. Mark Vandermeer on the other side. It's time for Vandermock 2.0. Mark, how did you find this process this time? I'm trying to remember when you did it the first time. We did not have pick 40. We did have pick 57. I think everything else was the same. So it was just a difference of 17 spots, I believe, when you did it the first time. It could be wrong. That affects um, everything for me, Johnny. I'm very precise oh, on this. I survey all 32 NFL general manager. No, I don't. Uh-huh. I, uh, you know, I kind of throw darts here. What, what, I, uh, what I like to do is sort of see what they might need and where they're at and what, who could possibly be there. And, look, I've gotten some right over the years, and I've gotten a lot of positions correct in the round they take them. So that's one thing I guess I can hang my hat on. Okay. The thing that I don't have and that most of the draft pundits don't have is the real nitty-gritty inside information. Some of the medical stuff you might have gotten out right. of the combine, uh, oh, yeah. talking to people who work very closely with these guys, coaches, whatnot. You know, everybody can get the major surface stuff. I mean, I don't dive nearly as deeply as you. Like, when I say nearly, if you're in the deep end of the pool, I'm like getting splashed by some kids in the shallow end, and I'm not <laughs> even in the water, okay? That's the kind of deep dive I've done on this. I just try to write funny stuff. And uh, I might have been able to pull that off. So Vandermark 2.0 is up on HoustonTexans.com and the app. Okay, so on Vandermark 1.0 in the second round, uh, number 57, you went Trevon Diggs, corner. And then the third round, you went with Terrell Lewis, outside linebacker. In the fourth round, you went with Brian Edwards. The other fourth round, pick uh, Stanford Samuels. Fifth round, Michael Warren, the running back. Seventh round, Darian Daniels. Oh, the, we also, at that point, did not know the compensatory picks. Okay. Right. So I have not looked at Vandermock 2.0. So you can unveil to me a pick number 40. Which way did you go? Offense, defense? Okay. I went defense with Zach Bond, outside linebacker from Wisconsin, 12 and a half sacks last year. And, you know, my thinking is this look, we've been tapping into that Clemson well a lot. 
And the Badgers still trail here a bit, even though you got yeah. J.J. Watt, Noah Daniels from there. Mm-hmm. you got Garrett Graham from there. But it's time to go back to Wisconsin now, try to even it out a little bit. And yeah. why not take Bond, who will play special teams, and work his way into pass rush situations quickly? Am I right? Well, if, you know, as Ron Huey was talking earlier about fast off the edge, Zach Bond is a blur. If you had Zach Bond... In the game with Jacob Martin, there would be a race to get to the quarterback. Zach Bond is fun to watch. Now, here is your, um, I say, issue with That's Zach okay. Bond. Oh, if oh, there is, no. if there is one, let me, let me, very excellent pick. I have him in my mock draft going before he got to number forty, but I would absolutely have thought about him. the The problem comes on first and second down, or first down, if you want to just put it that way. Where do you play him on first down? Because trying to set the edge, he's a little lighter than most guys. He's a former high school quarterback. Um, but, man, he can rush the quarterback. I saw him straight up at the Senior Bowl, and I saw him just embarrass guys. I mean, just flat-out embarrass guys. I watched him go against Tristan Wirfs, who I have uh, number six, I think, in my Harris 100. And he just embarrassed Wirfs with a spin move inside in a game against uh, Iowa at Madison this year. He is one heck of of a pass rusher, I mean, just a blur. So, very nice pick right out of the shoot at number 40. All right, number 90, did you stay defense or are you going offense? I went defense. Jeremy Chin, safety from Ooh. Southern Illinois. He's a pretty big dude, big enough, Four, four, oh, yeah. five. Uh, he, let's see, if you look at the safety success in the last three years in the third round, you had Justin Reed. Okay, had, all right, so a sample size of one. And... Yep. You know, I'm trying to go, like, for some nicknames here, and as the draft progresses, you'll see. So the Salukis come up first, and a Saluki is actually a rare dog, okay? Dog breed. So Southern Illinois Salukis, it's Jeremy Chin, who will not take it on the chin. I I like your thinking. Absolutely love your thinking. Uh, It's going to be close. Chin's about in that range. I think I had him... Oh, I think I had him going a little bit earlier than 90. And I'll tell you what I did um, because you and I have the same thought pattern, but just reversed. I, at number 40, I had Grant Delpit, the safety from LSU. In fact, he is number 40 on the Harris 100. And it just turned out he was number, he was number 40 for me. At number 90, I went with Daryl Taylor, the edge rusher from Tennessee. And one of the things that I – and I didn't write too much on this, but one of my thoughts with getting a guy like Daryl Taylor is the fact that he played for Chris Rumpf, who is now one oh. of the Texans' assistant coaches. And if there's anything in this whole draft process, the, the less red flags you can have because you have more information about those particular players, the better. So I would imagine that when it came time to study Daryl Taylor – they sat down with Chris Rumpf and said, okay, give us, give us the goods. Now, Taylor was hurt at the end of the year. I had a chance to catch up with him at the Senior Bowl, but I didn't get a chance, uh, I didn't get a chance to watch him play at the Senior Bowl because he was nursing some injuries, and I think it was like that when he got to the combine as well. Now, he's a little bit more of a true 3-4 end, but he's not as dynamic as Bond, and that's why Bond's going to end up going in and around the, the range that you have him. Chin is a freakazoid, an absolute freakazoid. He's about 6'3", 215. And when you see him on a field, you're like, that dude's a safety? And then he runs in the 4-4 range. You're like, wow. Now, I think he's got some cover skill. I don't say issues. He's not as good in man-to-man coverage as I would have hoped. 
But, man, you talk about range in the middle of the field, ball skills, physical, can come up and hit you. Thus far, you're doing really, really well, Mark. I like it. All right. So, after 90, we go all the way down to 171. Is that right? I think that's So, fourth round. I think it's 171. So, fourth round. Okay, here we Uh, are. Wait, did I miss one? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Wait, 171. So, I got – because we have a fourth. We have a second, third, fourth, fifth, and three sevenths. I think I think I miscounted. Um, oh, yeah, so. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick 111. Right, sorry. Okay. Pick 111. Devon Hamilton, nose tackle from Ohio <laughs> State, who could have got more playing time. They had a bunch of guys in there um, prior to last season. So mm-hmm. this season he had six sacks, 28 tackles. He's 325, 6'3". So he's one of those big dudes at nose tackle. Oh, yeah. And he's going to be interesting. I don't know if he's there, but I think he might be. So uh, let's go for it. Ohio State knows tackle Heck Devon Hamilton. Holy cow. You, I mean, you and I almost sat down and did this together. I had Hamilton going a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. So I ended up picking defense tackle Leaky Fotu from Utah, who is about 330 pounds. Now, I would have loved Hamilton had he been there at that particular spot because I think Hamilton's a little bit more athletic he can he can do the the run stuffing stuff, if you will. Like he can do that kind of thing. Um, Fotu is that is what he does. I don't think you're going to get much pass rush out of him, but he's a he's a man mountain. Hamilton's just more diverse. I had Hamilton going earlier than that, but I would have absolutely without question taken a look at Hamilton at that spot. He would have made sense. I thought he had a really good Senior Bowl. I watched um, from front to back the Clemson-Ohio State game and the uh, semifinal game. And in that game, there are plays he makes. You're like, wow, this guy is an absolute dude. So I think that's, a, that's an excellent – you have done you have done very, very well thus far. Okay, we move on to pick 171. Round five. Let's see if we stay on track. And, and don't forget, in a Vandermark world, players do drop. Okay, that's just the, the luck that I have when I'm drafting here. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Hightower, wide receiver from Boise, <laughs> who's 6'1", okay. 190, and runs a four four two. And, Johnny, here's an interesting fact about this. The average age of the current Boise State player was six when they won the Fiesta Bowl with the Statue of Liberty play. Think about that for a wow. moment. I mean, isn't that ridiculous? Wow. Does that not make you that feel ancient? That's today's you feel ancient stat. What yeah. about Hightower? Uh, well, this will tell you. I have him going. I have him going at pick number ninety-three. No, in the third oh. round. Listen, he drops Johnny. Something <laughs> happened. He's gonna drop. Uh, it, it could. It could very well happen. And I have him going to the Tennessee Titans. Oh my gosh! So, I'm gonna throw up. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But he – oh, boy, you talk about legit fun to watch. Um, I – Boise State – Boise State was fun to watch on uh, offensively. They had a freshman quarterback who was really, really good. They have a freshman running back who was excellent. Uh, but they have two draft-eligible linemen, one that could go in the first round. I actually have gone in the first round. Their tackle, Ezra Cleveland, John Mulch on a guard. Then they had Hightower – at wide receiver, and you just kind of like, where do I look? This whole this offense is phenomenally fun to watch. Uh, Hightower at 171 would be uh, – I don't know how you would say it in this world, but 
<laughs> back when you could run the card up to Roger Goodell, it was like you would sprint the card up there for John Hightower at 171. Um, I ended up taking a corner slash nickel, Javaris Davis from Auburn. Uh, he got a late invite to the Senior Bowl. And I, I watched the, the Alabama game, the all 22, and then the end zone view. And, man, you talk about a dude that can run. Then he went to the combine and blew it up. So I went corner slash nickel with that spot just because Vernon's on a one-year deal, young guy that's going to contribute on special teams. But I will tell you this, if John Hightower is there at 171, the only thing you'd have to worry about at that point is, okay, is there a red flag we don't know about? Is there some medical issue or is there something else? Because there's, there's no way with his talent he'll, he'll be around at 171. It would be Darn awesome it. if you were, though. Darn I, would absolutely, I would absolutely take it. But, but nice pick. Okay, then we get into the seventh round. People forgot right, give me about all three him, Johnny. Of your seventh Just, rounders. He slipped their mind. All right, we have three seventh rounders. <laughs> all right, and we're going to go to Nittany Lion Land and pick John Reed, a cornerback, okay. who will play yep. slot corner, special teams. He'll have to earn his way in. And no, Bill O'Brien did not coach him. I mean, my goodness, his last year there was 2013. What do you think? He didn't coach everybody who comes out of Penn State for the next 10 years. Right. So, John right. Reed, corner, the first of three seventh-round selections for your Houston Texans. Yeah, he can run. Uh, I think he's I think he's a pretty good player. I think I, I have him going a little bit earlier than that, and earlier in the seventh round. I think I have him going to the Redskins at the beginning of the seventh round. Uh, but the thought process is the same for Javaris Davis or for John Reed. Corner can play the nickel, but you know going to have to contribute on special teams. Uh, I like I like your thought process with the first one. Okay, second one. All right, Ben Cleveland, guard from Georgia. He's six seven, three hundred forty pounds. They're going to give him two lockers. Okay, now Georgia <laughs> had a they have a bunch of guys on the O line who are going to go in this draft early, right? So he yeah. doesn't get a lot of playing time, but this is a guy who could be interesting. And it's a federal law that you have to take at least one SEC player in each NFL draft. So we're going to do that right here and take Ben Cleveland in the seventh round. Well, you don't have to worry about it with my draft because I went Delpit, LSU, Taylor, Tennessee, Javaris Davis, Auburn. And then with my final seventh rounder, I also went to the SEC. So, uh, yeah, the University of Georgia had themselves uh, a fairly phenomenal offensive line. Andrew Thomas will go in the first round, left tackle. Isaiah Wilson, the right tackle, could possibly go in the first round, maybe a little bit later than that. Um, Solomon Kinley from Reigns High School in Jacksonville will probably go in the third or fourth round, um, who would fit for us as a guard. I mean, he is a hammer, hammer. And then Ben Cleveland was part of that line as well. So you've you've got you – I don't know what George is going to have coming back on offense this year, uh, but it is going to be those guys. So you find a guard – like that, I also have a guard in the seventh round. Uh, but my guard comes courtesy not of the SEC, but of Rhode Island. Little roadie. I have guard Kyle Murphy. You play tackle at, at Rhode Island, but I think you'll end up playing guard uh, in, the, uh, in the NFL. And just watching him, you can see some of the things that I think would make him a decent guard. I don't know if he's the strongest, but I do think he's the kind of player I look at and go, that's a guard. He's not a tackle. Um, and be able to get him in the seventh round, I think would end up being a good one. So your last pick of Vandermock 2.0 is? Jonathan Ward running back Central Michigan University. <laughs> and a Chippewa has to be selected. Actually, doesn't have to be selected. But since I was the former voice of the Chippewas, I am yeah. the former voice of the Chippewas, I said, okay, I'm going to take him. And this kid's a pretty good story. And he's had a little bit of an up-and-down career there. But it's not because of effort and – he had a good final year. He can catch. He's pretty fast. 
and he's got a big chip on his shoulder. I think he can fit it. I think he can make a team, Johnny. And I should have known you were going to go Central Michigan because last year Xavier Crawford drafted, uh, and there was a full-on party in the room that you were in and the room that Tyler Marcotte and Joe Palace were in uh, because, you know, fire-up chips was coming through on my phone. Um, I ended up going with my three picks. I think we ended up with the same positions, but in just different order. My first seventh rounder, I picked Raymond, uh, Raymond Calais from Louisiana. He is a raging Cajun. Uh, he, he had a phenomenal career um, at Louisiana. Smaller guy, quicker, probably closer to Duke than he is to David Johnson, but very productive in both run and pass game. Kyle Murphy, the guard I mentioned from Rhode Island, was the middle one. And then the last seventh rounder, I picked Tyree Cleveland from the University of Florida via the city of Houston. He is from the city of Houston. I think he lived in Jacksonville, Florida for a while, then moved to Houston, then moved back to the University of Florida. And he's one of the many. I had like three or four different Florida receivers I was actually considering for that final spot. And I just went with Tyree because I think he's going to end up having to play in special teams too. And I think he was a very good special teams player at Florida. So I threw him in there as well. Mark, that's an excellent Vandermock 2.0. I'm very, very – I would give that an A-. minus. I'll give it that's, an A-. Minus. You're too That's kind. pretty good. Professor yeah, that, Harris gives me the A minus, and everyone just read because I write a lot of stuff about these guys. That's kind of uh, offbeat. So that, that's yeah. what's fun about me doing a Vandermark. What I write, not so much who I'm picking. Yeah. But all right, so go Thank check it out, HoustonTexans.com. All right, we get back. President of the Texans, Jamie Roots, join Mark earlier today. We'll have that next right here on Texans All Access. Can't get enough Texans radio? We've got shows. We've got podcasts. We've got interviews. It's all on HoustonTexans.com. ConocoPhillips is the world's largest independent exploration and production company based on production and proven reserves. And we're committed to giving back to the communities we serve. During the 2019-2020 school year, Toro's math drills assisted over 1,500 teachers across 12 states and impacted more than 100,000 third and fourth grade students. ConocoPhillips and the Houston Texans share the goal of doing great things for Houston and look forward to another exciting season on the gridiron and in the classroom. Your hometown Whataburger drive-thru is open 24-7 as usual. But now, as we all adjust to this new normal, we've also kicked off curbside pickup for online orders from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. So instead of walking your order to your table, We'll walk it right out to your car. Just because we can't be close doesn't mean we can't be neighborly. Whataburger. What do 50% of Fortune 500 companies in Houston have in common? They're all members of Houston's most exclusive professional network, Texans Lux. Whether your company has 10,000 worldwide employees or 50 based in Houston, businesses large and small appreciate the opportunities Lux provides them to network with other professionals. And best of all, Lux membership includes a suite for each Houston Texans home game. Find out how you can use a Lux membership to grow your business. Visit HoustonTexansLux.com. Hey friends, this is Drew Doherty with the Houston Texans. Texas Children's Hospital is the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and the local sponsor of Play 60, the NFL initiative to get kids off the sidelines and into the action for 60 minutes of play a day. You can run, jump, swim, tumble, swing, or cheer. Have a blast. Just make sure you're active for at least 60 minutes a day to score the healthy future you deserve. To learn more, visit texaschildrens.org slash Texans. Right now, we're all safer at home. 
But should you need a new vehicle, Hyundai has options to shop online, and a participating dealer can deliver it right to you. Plus, you'll make no payments for four months. To find out more, go to buyhyundai.com. Get 0% APR for up to 84 months and make no payments for four months on the 2020 Tucson or Elantra. Visit your Houston Hyundai dealer online today. Offers end 5420. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. The pitter-patter, splitter-splatter of Sunday mornings. Wait, no, that's bacon. And it's spitting all over your PJs. Stains can ruin any moment. Get them out with Tide, America's number one detergent. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide. Each cup of Circle K's Simply Great Coffee is ground fresh, so it's as fresh as it gets, just the way you like it. But don't take it from me. Listen to what our customers are saying. Very easy to make your own cup of coffee at Circle K because you just have to push the button. Now with these new machines, they're really grinding. They get your coffee. That's why I come here. It's fresh every day. It smells amazing. It warms your heart. There's no comparison. Higher quality coffee, less bucks. Only at Circle K. Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff, caught by Dykin. They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dykin is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. It's like Netflix, but free. Go to HoustonTexans.com and click listen for every episode of our Texans radio shows. All right, let's jump back in. John and Mark with you on a Monday edition of Texans All Access. Mark caught up with our good friend, our boss. Hopefully his golf cart is okay two years after I ran into it. The president (laughs) of the Texans, Jamie Roots. Mark, you caught up with Jamie. How was it? Yeah, Jamie, uh, by the way, I don't think he's played much golf these days, so yeah. uh, you're forgiven for now, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, good conversation with him uh, just moments ago, actually, and, and, and talked to him about a number of things, including how things are going. You know, this is how I start every conversation with people these days because you just want to know how people are doing. And I know we caught up with them a couple of weeks ago, but things change. Every situation you're in, you got to look for the silver linings. And the time that we've been able to spend together, uh, you know, having dinners, game nights has really been a great blessing for us. I'll say from a team perspective, just really admire the creativity and innovative spirit that all of our Texans uh, teammates have shown, whether it's the business operations preparing diligently for the season and particularly this week for the NFL draft or our football operations team engaging as normal in free agency. And now with uh, uh, preparations for the draft, everybody's really, um, uh, in Houston and beyond, how valuable has that been? The exchange of ideas, information, or just resources, whatever you could do to help each other get through this time? Well, it's been very important. I mean, the Houston Texans are a part of the fabric of this community for the past two decades. Essentially, the same uh, leaders within our organization um, engaging with the corporate community, whether that's our sponsors, who we've been in touch with regularly, finding ways for them to support us and us to support them. 
uh, or the, the broader community through the Greater Houston Partnership, helping to lead the thinking on how we all get back to work in a safe and effective manner. All right, speaking of the Greater Houston Partnership, you're on the Open Houston Safely Task Force through the Greater Houston Partnership. So tell us about that, how the planning is going, what the plans are. Yeah, it's, it's a group of approximately 30 of us led by Mark Watts, um, who's uh, the head of the Friedkin Group, um, Gulf States Toyota and other holdings. So we, we have broken into sectors and we are analyzing what the best way is, the most efficient way, uh, ensuring safety for us to get back to work as a as a community. And we'll be providing those recommendations to help inform the thinking of our uh, mayor and the county judge and other elected leaders as they set the the, uh, the policies and procedures on how people can get back to work in a in a safe manner all right so how do you feel it's going so far as far as the layout of everything because it feels like there's some optimism there we want to be cautious but there's some optimism yeah absolutely there, I mean there always is I mean we, we're a resilient um, you know we're resilient as a country particularly the state of Texas and the city of Houston not our first rodeo, although this is our first wrestling match with a pandemic. We are very resilient. We are very collaborative. We will do this together, and that's really the only way we'll get there. We have to support each other in terms of reopening. We have to support each other in terms of the financial resources it'll take to help the most uh, vulnerable within our community, and we're doing all those things. And it's just uh, really, again, in terms of silver linings, it's great to see the can-do spirit of Houston uh, once uh, once again come to the forefront. Texans President Jamie Roots joining us. Jamie, last time we talked, we discussed the Greater Houston COVID-19 Recovery Fund. You're a co-chair. What's the progress report on that? Well, it's it's really been uh, gratifying, maybe humbling to see the tremendous generosity in this community. We just gotten rolling over a couple of weeks and on both sides. In terms of the fundraising, I'll throw out a number. It's in the $10 million range uh, just today that Texans have uh, made another $100,000 contribution to put us at a total of 200000 between the Texans and the McNairs. We're, uh, you know, well over a million dollars in COVID uh, recovery support that we're providing uh, for this community. And also, importantly, because of the partnership with the United Way of Greater Houston and the Greater Houston Community Foundation, in less than 30 days, uh, we've, we've got millions of dollars flowing to 30 different agencies providing relief on the ground and recovery support for the most vulnerable in our community. Excellent. Well, Jamie, it is draft week like you pointed out. It feels like a game week on the sports front, and I know it always is in the National Football League, but tell us about the way you want to keep the fans engaged and, and locked into the draft. It's going to be huge this week. Yeah, the, the, the Texans are such a central point to, to galvanize, to provide camaraderie, to provide celebration and escape. And I think our community needs it now uh, more than ever. Um, you know, we've got to do our best to support our football operations team to make sure that this is a very effective draft for our organization, critically important for the, for the future of our team. Uh, we're also recognizing and rewarding folks that are closest to us, our season ticket members, our sponsors, and providing special experiences and prizes for them. It, it, it'll just be a great break for everyone. And part of the draft is going to be the draftathon, which dollars will flow from that event to support our COVID-19 
uh, recovery efforts in Houston. So uh, for a lot of reasons, this will be a groundbreaking draft for the Texans and the NFL, and it couldn't come at a better time for our community. Well, Jamie, thanks so much for the time, and best of luck this week with the draft and all the other planning with reopening Houston and the COVID-19 recovery fund. Hey, Mark, and thank you for the for the comfort, relief, and you know distraction that you are providing through all of the media assets of the Houston Texans. It's important that in these challenging times that we give people reason for hope, and there certainly is. The uh, the the days will be much brighter ahead. All right, that's Jamie Roots, Johnny, and uh, reasons for hope. Look, we have uh, we're good at distracting people. I'll say that we're good oh, yeah. at the old diversion. Did you see that the German soccer league is going to start playing? I, I heard that. I this heard is, that. That's the Bundesliga is getting. Ba- I, I was I was blown away. By the way, mm-hmm. since you brought up uh, soccer, yeah. If you have not seen the Sunderland Till I Die uh, documentary series on oh, Netflix, yeah. yeah, I gotta see it. I, I watched it. the first one. I thought the first one was really good. I was like, oh, that's really good, and I kind of hesitated whether I was going to watch the second one. Second one is. I mean, there's so many different reasons that I could tell you to watch it and tell people to watch it. It's phenomenally done. It is phenomenally done. I, it, it's so, so very good. So uh, check that out on Netflix. And, of course, then I'll also check out tonight Better Call Saul finale, season five. It could be a good one. I can't believe the finale. Is this it for him? No, they got one more season, right? They've got to have one more season. Because we're not, there are too we, many loose ends to – yeah. They're too many. Yeah, they really haven't caught up. They're 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 too many loose ends. Now, obviously, you can speed things along or slow them or down. Slow however, them down. Like you walking want. around Johnny, the episode of walking around in the desert. No, thank you. <laughs> Didn't need the whole time walking yeah. around the desert. No. Yeah, no, exactly. But that that's was what a they waste did. Of time. Yeah, I yeah. Know. But then it got good after that. Like last week's oh, was great. So last week's episode was oh un- was unbelievable, mm-hmm. phenomenal. But the series season finale. Not series finale. Season finale is tonight. And it's – I've seen some people saying, this has gotten better than Breaking Bad. I'm like, I don't know no, about don't that. Don't lose your mind, I don't people. know about that. Please. That's, we're not there yet. We are definitely not there yet. Not even close. No, it's not even close. It's good because Breaking Bad existed. Yes, exactly. Very true. Yeah. A big thanks to Jamie Roots. Mark, to you, as always, to Bridget for keeping us on the air. The draft is coming near three nights from tonight. Thursday night, the first round. Texans more than likely not making a pick, but we will have it all for you right here on Sports Radio 610 starting at 6 o'clock that night, and we will take you all the way through the weekend. I'll be on. Mark will be on. We'll have plenty of Sports Radio 610 personalities on with us throughout the draft as well, breaking it all down. So make sure you're keeping it locked right here on Sports Radio 610. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow night. And as always, go Texans. This is Whitney Merciless, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Don't touch that dial or else. With Houston Methodist Virtual Urgent Care, you can skip the drive and the waiting room and connect to our board-certified providers from your computer, tablet, or mobile phone. Virtual urgent care visits are available 24-7, no appointment needed, even on weekends and holidays. Now you can get the same trusted care you expect from Houston Methodist, wherever you are, whenever you need us. To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. 
Papa John's Killen's Barbecued Pulled Pork Pizza. The best barbecue pizza you've ever had. Hey, Houston, this is Keith here from Papa John's. It's our new Killen's Barbecue Pulled Pork Pizza. That's right, Papa John's is teaming up with the world-famous chef Ronnie Killen and coming out with one of the best barbecue pizzas you've ever had. So give us a call or go online and get your mouth-watering Papa John's Pulled Pork Pizza today. And hurry, while supplies last. Better ingredients, better pizza, and the best barbecue, Papa John's. Hey, Texans fans, Drew Doherty here. Win with Texans Checking by scoring exclusive tickets from First Community Credit Union. Just open a Texans Checking account by December 31st. You'll be entered to win season tickets for the 2020 season. That's two club-level tickets and parking pass for all home games, including the playoffs. Learn how to score big by visiting the playbook at FCCU.org forward slash season tickets. FCCU is the official credit union of the Houston Texans. Certain criteria apply. No purchase necessary to enter. See FCCU.org forward slash season tickets for the full details. FCCU is backed by the NCUA. Everyone is trying to do their part, especially now. And your Ford dealer is built to lend a hand. If your vehicle needs service, just call. Ford service centers are essential to your community and are still open. Find out about pickup and delivery options from participating Ford dealers. Plus, they've implemented enhanced cleaning measures for added peace of mind. After all, you have a lot to take care of. Let us do our part and help take care of you. The Houston Texans, Toro and NOV, have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. Tips Treats is now a proud partner of the Houston Texans. Tips Treats is the original warm cookie delivery company and now has seven Houston area locations with more on the way. Tips Treats bakes to order and delivers fresh, ooey gooey, melt in your mouth cookies right to your door. Order for yourself, as a gift for someone else, or pick some up at any location. Download the new Tips Treats app to place a delivery order today. Already counting down the days until your next college football Saturday? Start planning your tailgate and prepping your face paint because the season starts right here in Houston with the Texas kickoff. Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels are set to take on Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears at NRG Stadium Saturday, September 5th. Experience the season debut for both of these new head coaches as they look to kick off 2020 with a bang. Start your fall off right. Head to TexasKickoff.com to join the wait list and be the first to know when tickets go on sale. As the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Eye Associates knows that vision is everything, especially in football. Houston Eye is here to help Texans see better and keep their eyes on the prize. Houston Eye Associates has 28 Houston area locations with specialists in LASIK, cataracts, glaucoma, retina, cornea, oculoplastics, pediatrics, uveitis, and more. Come and see us today. Houston Eye Associates, the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans. Want to start an argument with sports fans? Ask who should be the MVP. Everybody has an opinion. This player does this and that player does that, and I could be persuaded either way. But when it comes to an MVP of MPG, yeah, miles per gallon, I made my choice. Chevron with Tecron. Why? Well, number one, it's proven. No gasoline gets better mileage. Number two, no gasoline has more cleaning power to help keep vital engine parts clean. Unbeatable mileage, unbeatable cleaning. You can't argue with that. Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. 
Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cushada Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots for 70 table games, live bingo, and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, live music, and one of the top golf courses in the state. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality, Cushada style, at Cushada Casino Resort in Kinder, Louisiana's best bet. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com slash community. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610.